This is an ABC podcast. G'day, Dr. Carl here, coming to you with another episode from the archives while we take a short summer break. And as we find ourselves in the middle of festive season feasting, well, we thought we'd dig up a story from 2013, a story about the paleo diet. So if you're planning a health kick in 2021, the question is, is it worth going paleo? Well, let's have a listen. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of your There are many, many diets available today to those of us wishing to lose some extra weight. One current favourite is the so-called Paleolithic diet. In a nutshell, it claims that our Paleolithic ancestors lived in wondrous harmony with their environment, which gave them exactly what they needed to live a long and happy lifestyle. And furthermore, it claims that the period of 12,000 years or so since we invented agriculture is too short for our bodies to have evolved to cope with the new foods that agriculture has given us. So what is a paleo diet? Easy. Fruit, green vegetables, eggs, poultry, meat and seafood, but no dairy, grains, legumes or processed oils. There are a few problems with this. First, there were many very different varieties of Paleolithic diets. Second, we humans have done a lot of evolving in the last 12,000 years. Third, we can't eat what our Paleolithic ancestors ate anyway because that stuff is not around anymore. And fourth, the recommended Paleolithic diet is way out of kilter with dietitians' recommendations. Let's start with types of Paleolithic diets. The Paleolithic spans a period from around 2.5 million years ago right up until the invention of agriculture some 12,000 years ago. When people started writing books about the Paleolithic diet back in the 1970s, we had only a vague idea of what our Stone Age ancestors ate. But since then, our anthropologists and archaeologists have looked at fireplaces, middens, teeth, and the actual tools our ancestors used to prepare their meals. It turns out that they ate a very varied diet, which included insects. We see this in some of today's so-called primitive peoples. While the Inuit of the Arctic have a diet that is 99% meat, the Kong of Africa eat around 12% meat. That's a huge range. So what else? Well, one cornerstone of the Paleolithic diet creed is that our bodies could not possibly evolve fast enough in the last 12,000 years to accommodate our new foods. This is so wrong. In the last 12,000 years, some of us have evolved to be able to drink milk when we grow into adults. Some of us have evolved extra copies of the amylase enzyme so that we can more easily digest starches, while some of us have evolved blue eyes. Others among us, in Africa, have evolved resistance to malaria. And with regard to living at high altitudes, three separate groups of humans living in Tibet, the Andes and Ethiopia have evolved three different methods of dealing with low oxygen. And speaking of food, some Japanese have evolved special bacteria in their gut that can digest seaweed. So sushi is no trouble at all. So yes, our bodies 
could easily evolve fast enough in 12,000 years to accommodate new foods. The third problem with the Paleolithic diet is that the food eaten back then is simply not around anymore. Very few meats are as lean as those our Paleolithic ancestors ate. Today's corn was once a straggly skinny grass, while tomatoes used to be tiny berries. Bananas were mostly filled with seeds until a recent mutation. And we have transformed the meat and plant species we eat through millennia of artificial selection and evolution. Consider cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower and kale. They are each wildly different cultivars of one single species, Brassica oleracea. The fourth problem with the Paleolithic diet is the nutritional aspects of the diet itself. The recommendation is a high-protein intake, 19-35% to of a person's daily energy, which is quite a lot higher than the Australian Nutrient Reference Value suggestion of 15-25%. to The Paleolithic diet also recommends a moderate to high intake of fat, which again is not recommended by modern dietitians. The Paleolithic diet does recommend fibre from vegetables and fruit, which is entirely sensible, but they advise not to eat any whole grains. However, we have very good evidence that 30,000 years ago, some of our ancestors were already eating grains and legumes. But on a plus side, the Paleolithic diet advises against processed foods with added salt, sugars and flavourings, which is entirely sensible. Gregor Yaniger, a professor of biology at Pacific University in Oregon, said, and I quote, Our guts are special because they are less specialised. They can accommodate so many changes in the foods that surround us. We can even eat some of the world's more difficult foodstuffs, such as grains, leaves and plants. Berries, nuts, meats, sugars, those are easy. Eating them together is pretty rare. Unquote. Maybe we should just remember Michael Pollan's simpler advice of eat food, mostly plants, not too much. What does it mean? Why is it so? You've been listening to an ABC podcast. You can discover more ABC podcasts, live radio, and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.